0: manifest itself in truth and in goodness local
1: the challenges that we're facing
0: in our generation we just need the gospel i mean every every culture every generation just needs to know
2: how the gospel
3: applies engaging we don't bring any life at all to the church the church is is the life it still gives us the life live the reality is he is all
4: things beautiful capital b and so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us even if we don't realize it to god
5: Good morning, Thursday, November 9th. It is the feast day of the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. And I am one of two hosts this morning on Real Presence Radio for the next two hours on this wonderful Thursday, the ninth day in November. And the whole church, the Spouse of Jesus, celebrates the feast day of the dedication of the Lateran Basilica. It's a long title. I'm with my co-host, the beloved uh, Karen Zelensky. Uh
4: Good morning, Father Karen.
5: Good morning. I just (laughs) forgot to tell you that I'm going to have to run here in just a few minutes, so you'll have the radio show alone. Uh,
4: Wrong answer.
5: (laughs) 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 I will say though, your role presence radio jacket is very nice that you're wearing today. I just wanted to tell it to sixty five thousand people that I'm not wearing one of those, although I should be because we're co hosts.
4: Well. You have that windbreaker you could be wearing with the window. I should have
5: brought the right? windbreaker. It would have been very helpful today. We are coming live to you from the Church of St. Anne here in Bismarck, North Dakota in the Diocese of Bismarck. We are so pleased. Four guests, four great ones, and three of them are at this table. Yes. We are going to be so excited to host them in studio, which is the parish hall or the church basement of St. Anne's Church. Uh, I cannot wait to start the show, Karen, so we're going to dive in. I want to pray a prayer, Karen, that our... Students next door of St. Anne's School here in Bismarck pray every single day from pre-Kers, four-year-olds, all the way to fifth graders. They pray to St. Anne, asking for cool. the patroness's intercession, the grandmother of God and the mother of the mother of God. And so why don't we quiet our hearts and our minds before we dive into this wonderful show ahead. Uh, I'm your host, Father Craig Holcoulter, along with Karen Zelensky, and we're coming to you live on Real Presence Radio as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Anne, I want to honor you with courageous devotion. I choose you after the Blessed Virgin Mary as my patron and friend. To you I entrust my soul and my body, all of my thoughts and feelings, as well as those of my family. To you I consecrate my mind, that in all things it may be enlightened by faith. My heart that you may keep it pure and fill it with love for Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and yourself. My will, that like yours, it may always be one with the will of God. Pray for me, St. Anne, that hope and joy may live in me, and that I may want to become a saint for God's kingdom. St. Anne, mother of the mother of God, a patron of this school, we love you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isn't that Thank beautiful? You, that
4: is beautiful.
5: Bishop Kagan gave us his imprimatur, and so the kids prayed every single day along with their teachers.
4: Oh, wow. Um,
5: That's I really want the kids to know St. Anne's, and of course uh, St. Yeah. Anne knows all of them. So, Karen, Very let's dive in uh, to our first guest, a brother priest, yes. uh, a friend probably of both of ours in different mm-hmm. degrees, but uh, a warm welcome to him.
4: Yes. We are so happy to welcome Reverend Dustin Johns from the Ascension Church here in Bismarck. Parochial Vicar, correct? Yes. Yes. And, you know, I... I was able to meet you um, a few times and I know the one time you saw me you, you said you look familiar. That's probably because of Real Presence Radio. I'm running around all these different places. But welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for it's good joining to be here. us today. Yes. So can you just let um, our listeners know a little bit about yourself, your background and and then we will dive into this wonderful interview.
1: Sounds great. Well I'm Father Dustin Johns. Uh, I was just recently ordained in June. Mm. I'm the parochial vicar uh, at Church of Ascension in Bismarck and assistant chaplain at St. Mary's Academy here in Bismarck. Uh, I love the priesthood. It's uh, way more than I ever could have imagined. And uh, I'm just excited to uh, be here with you today, this morning. Uh, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I wasn't raised Catholic. I was actually raised Seventh-day Adventist. Um, My my father is a fallen-away Catholic, uh, so my grandparents uh, are, were devout Catholics. They're both um, deceased now, but they, were, uh, they would bring me uh, to Catholic Mass uh, every once in a while. And I just remembered going into that church uh, and uh, just being enamored with the Mass. I just, you know, it was, it was beautiful. And that was in the late 80s. Um, and it was, you know, it was just beautiful. And I knew there was something different. When I walked into their church, there was something different than any other church that I, I would go to, you know, Seventh-day Adventist Church, or I'd go to church with friends as well. And I didn't know what that was, you know, but I knew there was something different when I walked into my grandparents' church. so.
5: Mm-hmm. Father, we want to know, I think both of us want to know how you came from Portland all the way to Bismarck <laughs> and became a priest. But before we get there, uh, because it's like there's states in the way of that, <laughs> yeah. thousands of miles. But I want to know now, since you said that, at what ages did your grandpa and grandma bring you to? That was so beautiful. That was mm-hmm. in just like a few minutes. That was so striking that yeah. you went straight for your grandpa and grandma and how faithful they were. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. How old were you during that, this time of exposure? As far as I could remember, all the uh. way up
1: to I graduated high school. Wow. Um, obviously wonderful as I became a teenager, you know, it became less cause I was busy, you know, and being a teenager, you know, growing up in Portland, Oregon, very secular mm-hmm. church was the last thing I wanted to do. But when they when especially on Christmas and Easter, uh, I would go and, and just, uh, just totally fall in love with the mass. Even though I didn't know it was in the Mass amazing. at the time. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And so your mom was
1: my mom is Saint Avenist. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So all the way up to about second grade, uh, we would I would go to ch uh St. Church. Um so we'd go to church on Saturdays. And um and I even went to uh Saint Avenus School uh in Portland uh for first and second grade. So um wow. they they did a great job instilling, you know. Who Jesus was, Mm -hmm. you know, very, you know, elementary, Mm -hmm. you know, level uh, theology, so to speak. Um, But yeah, and then after second grade, we just stopped going altogether. So the only church I got growing up, the only faith formation I got growing up was was through my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Even at the time may not have appreciated it yeah. but now,
5: obviously it worked now father if you could for us listeners sorry Karen before the show started everybody I told Karen she should have this first segment <laughs> and now I'm hijacking no. it because I'm enthralled <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's I better than that? the other way of like, oh, I got to go because this guy's boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Father John's is not boring. Uh, so, Father, before we get to your actual conversion, can you yeah. share, probably not a book, but a chapter of of telling our listeners kind of just like the overall kind of scope of Seventh-day Adventist and maybe the, the noticeable differences, right, between yeah. that and Catholicism? Yeah.
1: Um, so, like I said, we only went to second grade, so I have a very elementary um, idea of what Seventh-day Adventist is, but it's very Jewish Old Testament you know, uh, has a Jewish foundation. Like we'd go to church on Saturdays. Okay. You couldn't work from um, Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't eat pork. Ever? They, mm-hmm. Ever. No I grew bacon. up thought we had bacon. My mom's like, no, it was beef bacon. It's
5: amazing how we went to bacon straight here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what the, it's what the angels <laughs> eat in yeah. heaven.
1: Yeah. Um, and Clobbed it's, with
5: peanut butter. Yeah.
1: It's very, uh, they believe in Christ. You okay. know, they believe. Uh, in the Incarnation, they believe in you know, the Resurrection, obviously. Uh, but it's very Old Testament related. Like, the Sabbath is on Saturday, because that's what it says mm-hmm. sure. in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. So, mm-hmm.
5: Okay. Now, start us in the path of your... Um, when At what point did your experience of going to Mass with Grandpa and Grandma move to this, maybe, for me? Um, in terms of moving from Seventh-day Adventist to, to Catholicism, not yet to priesthood.
1: Okay. Uh, so it was a very long journey. Um, I, you know, I graduated high school. In and Portland? In Portland, uh, specifically Gresham. When you say, you know, you're from Portland, what part? So I was from Gresham, which was East Metro. Uh, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, so I, I joined the Air Force. Went all over the world. Wow. Um, And and the exotic place of Minot, North Dakota, as well. (laughs) Those sunny beaches in Minot. (laughs) Minot, Minot. Freezing's the reason. (laughs) Um, And uh, I was wondering if you'd say like Abu Dhabi or like you know (laughs) (laughs)
5: Bangkok. (laughs)
1: Uh, Went all over the world uh, and landed in Minot twice, and it was on this. um, The second time Hmm. that I was in Minot, I decided to come off active duty and went in civil service. And I kind of went through a crisis, went through a very dark period in my life. Um, I lost, you know, my identity, what I thought was my identity, which was being in the military. Even though I chose come off, I still lost my identity, you know, was dealing with things that I saw, things that I did, and entered a very, very dark period in my life. Um, Even, you know, with the... I even contemplated taking my own life um, at one time. And uh, I had some good friends who got me out of it. Um they tried to get me involved in different aspects i became the scoutmaster for the troop on base became a paramedic uh went to school to get uh, a teaching degree and even though i was happier there was still something missing you know i just didn't feel complete there was you know always waiting for that that something and so i decided to um i was like what about church so i went church shopping you know i even went back to St. Adventist Church, went to, you know, First Baptist, Second Baptist, 69th Baptist, you know, went to a couple different <laughs> Baptists. Went to this church where, you know, you walk in and they start, like, touching you. I'm like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I remembered one day, uh, you know, the Catholic Church. I enjoyed the Catholic Church when, when, I, was, when I was younger um, with my grandparents. So I went in and um, there was nobody there. And uh, so I just brushed it off. And then uh, I was at scout camp of all places. Um, and one of the mothers needed a uh, needed to go to the hospital to get a physical. And so we were talking about the non-dom um, religious service that the scout camp was going to have that Wednesday. And I don't know what stirred in my heart, Holy Spirit, uh, to talk to her about it. And uh, we were talking and I was like, you know, I remember... And I had no idea she was Catholic. I knew she was religious because she homeschooled. Why I made that correlation, I don't know. But um, I did not know she was Catholic. But I, I brought up, you know, I remember going to, with, to church with my grandparents, the Catholic church, and just being enamored with the Mass. And there was something different, you know, at, that, at their church. And she's like, well, I'm Catholic. And I'm like, well. And so she invited me to uh, go to Mass on Sunday. And I went to St. Leo's in Minot. And uh, it's a big, beautiful church, as you know. Uh, So I walk in and I was just, you know, flabbergasted Mm -hmm. by the beauty of the church. And that was before the remodel. Mm. Um, Wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was assuming after. Yeah, Mm -hmm. nope. Um, And I felt that something different. Kind of like, oh, I'm home, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I couldn't explain it back then. And uh, I went through Mass and uh, fell in love with the Mass again. And so uh, Don Don Stahl is her name, uh, <coughs> she invited me to keep coming back with her, keep coming back with her. And then I couldn't get enough of a Mass. Uh, so then I entered uh, what was back then called RCIA, now it's called OCIA, uh, uh, with um, Father Justin Waltz and um, then Father uh, Austin Vetter, now Bishop Vetter. Mm. Wow. And uh, I... I, uh, the faith made sense. It, you know, it really, who we are, you know, and what we were made for, made sense. Uh, there were some sins that are like, oh, really? Does that have to be a sin? <laughs> yeah,
5: <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. It's like eating too much bacon. Yep. <laughs> seems like you'd forgive that.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, then I, I started going to mass. I started going to daily mass before I could even receive uh, Holy Communion. Um, and I just, I could not get enough of the church.
4: Wow. That's so, so inspiring.
5: I, um, can you give, I got lost, Father John's, in your time in serving and then ending up in Minot, how many years is that for our listeners? Uh, the first time. So seconds. leaving Portland and then back to, and then to Minot the first time. About 10 years. Okay. And then how about Minot to Minot the second time? About three years. Okay. So in a span of like th- 13, 14, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. You find yourself in mina. And how old were you at that second time when uh, you were introduced to Don? In my 30s. In your 30s. I'm about 30.
1: Okay. Think 29, 30. May I
5: ask how old you are now? I'm 46. Okay, 46. I'm a, so there's a, I'm lot a light of bloomer. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. <laughs> to, there's a lot wow. of stories yet. There, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a the number of chapters left. Oh, yeah. Wow.
4: Cool. That's
5: great, isn't it? it?
4: Is, uh, very inspiring. Well, we are visiting with Reverend Dustin Johns from the Church of the Ascension here in Bismarck. Wonderful story, journey to the priesthood. Um, Raised a Seventh day Adventist and is now a Catholic priest. So we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with Father John's in just a minute. Stay tuned.
3: Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Many
0: times every day in our office, I see children whose eyes don't work the way we take for granted. If the eyes aren't working together as a team, aren't jumping back and forth appropriately, or aren't focusing correctly, children will fall behind in academic and athletic performance. Lumen Vision specializes in treating these eye movement issues through a process called vision therapy. You can learn more about vision therapy on our website, www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio.
2: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Luke 5, Jesus invites Peter, weary from a night of fruitless fishing, back out onto the Sea of Galilee to cast his nets one more time and trust Jesus for the results. To cast into the deep is to let go of our own opinions, desires, and the way things or people should be. To cast into the deep, even where we have already fished with no results, is to let go of independence, autonomy, and self-determination. The sooner we realize that our beloved is holding us in his hands, the sooner we can get about the business of doing our Father's will, the sooner we will become disciples. Proverbs sums up this great secret lesson learned by the saints. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Let go and trust the Lord to direct your activities and your life. He knows what he's doing.
0: Catholic Way Bible Study, peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.
3: you're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network.
4: Thank you for staying with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Stolenski, along with Father Craig Holculter, the pastor at St. Anne's Catholic Church here in Bismarck, North Dakota. We are in the beautiful parish hall that is set up differently today. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be in here. Yeah,
5: isn't it great? So what we did, and to our listeners, so they have a visual aid. Uh, Normally, these are just kind of your boring Catholic church basement, (laughs) like parallel rows of tables and chairs that every church in the world has, just Mm -hmm. that the the table covers change color. Uh, Ours are green, by the way. But as of Tuesday, I started Vigilance, which is our um, seasonal Bible study, parish-wide Bible study. And so I like to angle it more so it's more of a classroom yeah. feel and it's a little bit more cozy than the, the, the sterility of sitting like shoulder to shoulder like yes. you're in the military or something. As <laughs> Father <laughs> Johns would know well. We, uh, Karen, we welcome Father Dustin Johns, a priest of the Diocese of Bismarck and the Proco Vicar Associate Pastor of uh, Ascension church here in south bismarck uh... we are so pleased father there's for one for being in studio Mm -hmm. uh... we call this studio it's so much better just to see a face with eyes and a mouth and nose and ears (laughs) it makes a huge difference on the radio (laughs) it really it really does and body
4: language and yeah,
5: yeah, most of our guests are remote and so it's actually really helpful that you're here in studio so we welcome you father thank you and to catch our listeners up so father johns was born and raised in portland oregon uh... seventh day adventist even went to seventh day adventist school and then due to his great devotion of his uh, grandpa and grandma, his grandparents, uh, was introduced and had significant lived experience of the Catholic Mass. And uh, through service in the Air Force, uh, ended up in Minot, and that's when he made uh, the uh, an act of love to our Lord and uh, entered the Catholic Church. What year did you enter, Father Johns?
1: April twenty third, 2011.
5: So 2011, so just over 10 years ago, you yeah. entered the church. And now, okay, now to the, this next chapter of you go from that, and now you're sitting in this radio show uh, dressed in Kassock, uh you're, you're a Catholic priest. How did we get from that conversion in 2011, even just to consider, is Jesus asking me to be a priest of his? Yeah.
1: So I think actually the seed was planted all the way back when I was in first grade at St. Davin School because uh, I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to marry my, my music teacher. and uh, <laughs> what, what was her name? I don't remember. Like I,
5: well, <laughs> That love must not have been that strong. <laughs> like a music teacher or like your music teacher? My music teacher. <laughs> I, had little, I had a little puppy crush on What, me. <laughs> what was the age difference? Like 35 years? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Um,
1: and I wanted to be a preacher. So I think the Lord put on my heart way back then that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you to be my priest. Fast forward coming to the church, couldn't get enough of the church. I would go to daily mass as much as I could before work. Um, I became an usher, uh, extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, a substitute CCD teacher, faith from a teacher, whatever we call it nowadays. And I just could not get enough of the church. I wanted to live there. I felt at home in the church. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> but all I knew, was, you know, the Air Force, you know, both active duty and and civil service. And uh, so there was this constant tug towards the priesthood, and I saw how how happy Father Waltz was, and, you know, his associates, and, and now Bishop Vetter. But I didn't think I, A, was holy enough, because I lived a very, you know, Portland, Oregon life, so to speak, and Air Force life, and listening them t- preach... I was like, I'm not smart enough to do this. No way. So I just brushed it aside, brushed it aside. Kept, you know, uh, Air Force job, paramedic job. But the tug just kept pulling at me. So I started, you know, Googling Dana life of a priest. What it does it What does it take to be a priest? Dana life of a seminary. What does it take to be a seminari- uh, seminarian? And uh, then I ordered the book to save a thousand souls. Mm. Uh, and inadvertently, I, you know, accidentally, well, uh, providentially, checked uh, the box to contact Father Josh Waltz, vocation director. So he called me, and um, we set up an appointment. And I started getting things ready, you know, started going through application process, and uh, then I got cold feet. I uh, I got scared, you know, because. I was like, how am I going to do this? You know, there was, the Lord wasn't even part of the equation. It's was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for my bills? How am, you know, health insurance? How am I going to pay for seminary? Because I didn't realize for major seminary, the diocese foots the bill. Uh, and so then I got cold feet and very uh, cowardly, <laughs> uh, just stopped all communication with um, Father Waltz. And so I spent the next year wondering if I'd made the right decision, you know, and, and God in his loving mercy through various small, minor instances in and events made me realize that, yeah, I, I did screw up.
5: Um, Father John, sorry to interrupt you. What what year did you at, then actually enter seminary? Were you in formation? What? 2016. 2016. Yeah, so okay. this would have been 2015. This would have been 2015. Yeah,
1: so it was on Good Friday. Ah. And I was... Uh, at St. Leo's before the um, Good Friday service and I was like, Lord, you know, you're going to have to hit me over the head. You know, if this is what you want me to do, you're going to have to hit me over the head. Give me some signs. And so I went through the Good Friday service and went back out to my truck and just like anybody, you know, that's addicted to social media, had to get on my phone right away to see what I missed for the past two hours. And I don't remember exactly what it says, but God speaks to me through memes as well. Uh, but I saw this meme that said, uh, God is forcing you to close one door because he has something so much better for you or mm-hmm. something to that effect. And I was like, okay, that's that's good, God. <laughs> um, so then fast forward to Easter service, uh, Easter Sunday, Mass, and uh, <clears throat> coming out of the uh, St. Leo's and uh, Father Waltz is there. And I was like... The Father Josh Waltz, uh, mm-hmm. Father Justin Waltz's uh, brother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, Father Waltz, good to see you. And he's like, good to see you. I've been praying for you. Um, you know, how are you doing? And uh, I was like, I-, I think I need to join the seminary again. And he's like, okay, um, let me call the bishop. And uh, we'll see, you know, because the way you left is kind of concerning. Mm-hmm. Let me call the bishop to see what... See what he says, and I don't know why I thought this, um, but I was like, yeah, he'll never call me back. He was just kind of, you know, trying to be nice. And I didn't even get home, and he called me back. He's like, the bishop's on board. Let's meet Monday at the Saint Leo's rectory. Um, wow. And then I started, started the application process. So,
5: you know, Father, what about what uh, we could add some more context here? So, with the names, Saint Leo's parish. So prior to Father Justin multiplying, the pastor it was uh, uh, at that time Father Austin Vetter who's now Bishop Boston Veteran, the, uh, the Bishop of the Diocese of Helena in Montana. Yep. And then his successor was Father Justin Waltz. And it just so happens, which is <laughs> completely the finger of God in all this, yep. right? That of any priest you're visiting in any parish you're at and you're entering the church, St. Leo's in Minot, Father Justin Waltz is the pastor that, providentially, his That's brother it. is the, the vocation director, right Father Josh Waltz. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And to order that book and to click the box, the the finger of God is all over this. Yes. So you were ordained uh, in June of 2023, just in a matter of months ago. And just in this last, we got two, three, four minutes, Father. What is, um, you know, what's, if you could, I like this kind of like the barometer question of what didn't you know would be so good in the priesthood? Okay. And then, what didn't you know would be, man? This is there's a cross here. There's a burden here. Can you offer that? I think, I think those are. That's kind of a good reflection for listeners. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so the most surprising um, part of the priesthood has been confession. I had no idea what to expect in confession. We had confession practicums, uh, obviously in seminary, but I didn't know what to expect when I actually got into the confessional, mm-hmm. and um, I just. And it's hard to put into words, but uh, I felt no—I feel no judgment um, towards the the person on the other side of the screen. Um, there's almost a, a sorrow and compassion, but I I really feel the love of Christ through the confessional. Mm-hmm. It's it's deep in my That's own beautiful. confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, the, just the the love and the the mercy that. I feel towards the, the person. Mm-hmm. I wish I could love like that, and it's hard to put into words and describe. But the love of Christ for for His people in the confessional—that's been the most grace-filled and most—I um, don't know—shocking, for lack of a better word—sure of the priesthood. I uh, think it's a good word. Yeah, Amen. I love I love going into the confessional.
5: And what in your? Thank you for, for just for your being authentic about it and, and sharing yeah. it with our listeners and a wide audience that you can't see uh, but diving deep into the heart with your answer, yep. uh, what, what has become maybe more like, wow, I just didn't think this would be a, you know, the challenge. You thought it was a, you know, a three foot jump and it's like a nine foot jump, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, probably, uh, those, those tough calls. Um, I thought, you know, you know, like traumatic events, you know, uh, you know, suicide, rape, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, with my paramedic experience, those that would actually be easier. Um, but it's actually been one of the most difficult um, because it's it's just not on a natural level. It's it's on a spiritual level. Uh, you can see the evil one really working, um, and and even even in me, you know, him putting in my mind, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, equipped to deal with this, but course I am, because, you know, I got Christ working through me, so. Oh.
5: Yeah, you know, we just got a few minutes left, but I'm glad, that's like, that'd be a great segment right there, Father yeah. Jones. We should have you back, Karen, and I should, okay. is this whole, you know, you talked about all, all the things you did in the order of nature, in terms of uh, your schooling, and then uh, serving the national, you know, serving in the Air Force, and then even, even the skills, right, and the yeah. habits of a, of a paramedic, yeah. and those are all good, and we need those, yeah. right? The, the Lord uses those and elevates those things in the natural world to the supernatural world, but to your point that you're making, which I think is really beautiful, it's like a point of grace that when you do enter the priesthood and when you do work with the things of God, now you're working at the supernatural level. Yeah. And so the pressure and the burden, which is beautiful, um, is it, heaven's on the line, not just this person's life, Amen. but yep. their supernatural life, their life everlasting. Yep. And that's why, um, you know, the Lord's going to use all that, as you know, and you probably have seen it. Um, but what, th- we should bring them back for that. I think that'd be a great yeah. interview for all Good. of us to hear mm-hmm. from the mouth of, of a newer priest, of, of just for that. You know, I have all these skills, but when it comes to these moments, it's like heaven's on the line because I'm a priest. I have priestly hands. Mm-hmm.
4: So. And, and people, what a beautiful interview! And you have a, a wonderful mentor at Essentially um, oh, Father, Father Kovach, Kovach is great. Yeah. I mean, you know. I thought I had a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, <great. laughs> <laughs> thank you for being yeah. with us today. Thank you. I, you. know, I know um, I've seen your video as well. Um, you know, it's just, just so inspiring, I think, for, for people to hear that, especially, yep. you know, being older as well. Yep. You know, so thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you. It's all, all Jesus.
5: All for Jesus.
1: All for
4: Jesus. Well, we just finished visiting with Reverend Dustin Johns from the Church of the Ascension. He is a new um Prokio Vicar at the church here in Bismarck and had a wonderful interview with him. We are going to take a quick break and we will be back with Dr. Mary Doctor from the University of Mary. Stay tuned.
3: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Uh, I remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close closer to god than i am uh you know so i always had this sort of secret respect for uh for john paul ii of course i never said this to any of my (laughs) (laughs) brethren friends you know
4: you wouldn't dare no
0: of course not but i i i i don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture and interestingly enough even though they they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. They had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. As you think about your future, there is one more thing you can do to add certainty to
5: your life. Write or update your will and estate plan. If you pass away without a plan, all you have worked for in life, financially and emotionally, will be decided and divided by someone you may have never met before. We have some tools to help you in your planning. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org
4: or call Mike at 701-290-4503.